Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're in chapter 2, looking at verses 14 and 15 from the New Living Translation. I alluded to the fact that uh, Daniel's um, weeks is what brought people to Jerusalem. But let me share what Matthew Henry says. Verse 5 reads, At that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And Matthew Henry says, We may ask what brought all those Jews and new converts together to Jerusalem at the time of Pentecost. And it's saying that, well, Matthew Henry says that Pentecost didn't bring them there, that they were living there. They took lodging there because there was at this time a general expectation of the appearing of the Messiah. For Daniel's weeks had just now expired. The scepter had departed from Judah, and it was then generally thought that the kingdom of God would immediately appear. And that's in Luke chapter 19, verse 11. This brought those who were most zealous and devout to Jerusalem. So that gives you context on why they're there. And now let's listen to verses 14 and 15 from the New Living Translation. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Again, this is Acts chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 from the New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I'm your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thank you for taking time to uh, learn God's Word with me as we learn together. Like, follow, share at Minute Words or hashtag Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. And my podcast is heard wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. Y'all be blessed. That again was Acts chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. And this looks at, and this is the beginning, where uh, Peter is about to preach to the crowd. Peter's sermon is uh, recorded here, and he's the only, this is the only sermon that's recorded on this day of Pentecost to be evidence for him that he was thoroughly recovered from his fall and thoroughly restored to the divine favor. He had sneakingly denied Christ and now was courageously confessing him. By the power of the Spirit, the man who had denied Jesus three times now preaches boldly before the crowd. Peter explains the significance of each person being able to understand the apostles in their own language, and he will proclaim the gospel. Peter emphasizes that he and the other with others are witnesses 
to Jesus' save, uh, saving death and resurrection and his ascension, he argues that the pouring out of the Holy Spirit testifies that the last days have arrived leading up to the time of judgment. In line with that, the early church's mission as articulated in the book of Acts, Peter preaches the good news of Jesus as the true king who fulfills God's Old Testament promises and that Jesus is the hope of Israel and all nations. Because remember when Jesus was meeting with them after uh, his resurrection, they wanted to know, is uh, this the time that you know God has promised? Is this the time when Israel is going to have its prominence, where Israel is going to have its role again as a leader? And Jesus told them, it's, I, I, that's in my Father's hands. That's not in my hands. I don't know what the answer is. And it's not for you to know, just like it's not for me to know what God has planned as far as the fulfilling of that. Uh, let me continue. On the day of Pentecost, Peter did not teach as the rabbis in his day usually did who gathered disciples around around them, sat down and instructed them and any others who might be interested, who wanted to listen. Instead, Peter proclaimed the truth like a herald, like a teacher. Peter stood up to show that he was not drunk with the 11 who concurred with him in what he said. Uh, those that were of the greatest authority stood up to speak to the scoffing Jews and to confront those who contradicted and blasphemed. And, you know, that's like a jerence and, and uh, folk who jet, um, come and try to disrupt, you know, events. So they had their distractors and detractors and Peter was telling them, no, it's too early in the morning. We don't drink this early. You know, this is uh, not something we do, but let me continue because I'm getting off, off tangent here. Um, so he confronted those who were uh, contradicting and who were blaspheming the work of, of Christ and the work of God and the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, commentator Adam Clark says that most Jews pious or not, do not eat or drink until after the third hour of the day because that was the time for prayer and they would only eat after their business with God was accomplished. Peter lifted up his voice as one who was both well assured of and much affected with what he said and was neither afraid nor ashamed to own it. And that's all because of the power of the Holy Spirit. It gave him a boldness to stand before this, these uh, distractors, these people who were there to cause a problem, who were there to ridicule. He was able to stand his ground and say, no, we're not drunk. He applied himself to the men of Judea, the men that were Jews, and especially those that dwell at Jerusalem, and they were accessories to the death of Christ. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that even in um, times where we have people who want to try to show us up, who want to try to show that, you know, that they know more than we do, that your Holy Spirit is there and he backs us up. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that picture. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way as we do all of the old ways. And we're praying for those who've been elected as our leaders. And God, let them be our leaders, not leaders just of a clique or a group or one section or people who can afford to pay them. Let them represent all people that they have been elected to represent, not just the people who voted for them. God, we're praying for those who need you. There's a storm brewing in Florida or about to uh, um, hit Florida. You know what the movements of the winds are. I don't know. I just kind of heard it in passing. So we're praying for that situation, praying for other weather events and other uh, catastrophic events that are affecting people's lives. Protect your people, Father. And as always, provide for them as only you can. Comfort them as only you can in the name of Jesus. Praying for those who are mourning, those who need you for um, health and healing and for jobs and a place to live. Uh, Something to drive, just uh, food on the table. And health, I said that already, but can't say it enough. Thank you, Father. And we're thanking in advance for answered prayer. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.